This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I love this month because so much is going on in author land. Whether you're a fiction or a nonfiction writer, there's a lot of activities to push you forward to getting that book, usually the draft, but getting a book done and getting you started on your way. So I thought it would be ideal to have one of those pros with me um, and really talk about where those creative juices come from. Where does that success come from? And how do you really uh, repurpose your book and take it to an, uh, another level? So with me is Nina Murr, and she is the author of a lot of books, best-selling How to, how to Blog a Book the author training manual. She's a speaker and a blogger, of course. She's known as the inspiration to creation coach because she helps creative people, that's we authors, combine their passion with purpose so they can move from idea to inspired action and positively and meaningfully impact the world as writers, bloggers, entrepreneurs, and certainly blogopreneurs. Nina provides author, book, blog-to-book, and high-performance coaching services to her clients globally, some of whom have sold over 300,000 copies. Landa deals with major publishing houses and created a thriving business around their books. She's the founder of National Nonfiction Writing Month, which we're going to hear about, National Book Blogging Month, and the Nonfiction Writers University. As a hybrid author herself, she's published 16 books and had as many as four books on Amazon's top 100 list at the same time. So get ready for a lot of information to roll you out for your author, book, and publishing success. Hi, Nina. How are you today? I'm great, Judith. How are you? I'm fabulous. I mean, I'm, you know, I I like the crisp weather, although I'm morning summer because I'm a summer girl um, <laughs> as it moves along. And and certainly the leaves are dropping everywhere. So let's we can use that as a metaphor. What kind of ideas, creativity is going to be dropping into our listeners, um, really idea bin so they can get them going. So why don't we just kind of start off with it? Let me just throw a question at you. Okay. In, in your year. How many years have you been working with coaching with authors? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. You catch me off guard here. Um, Geez. I mean, I've been in the industry for probably 40 years now, and um, probably been coaching a good 15 of them. I mean, I've been editing Mm -hmm. longer than that. So a long Mm -hmm. time. Because when you edit, you're still coaching, you know? (laughs) Because you're still, you know, I started coaching, whoa, Geez, Great. Back, yeah. Uh, quite. I, I can't even remember, Judith. But you know, when you're coach, when you're working with edit, when you edit a manuscript, you're still coaching the author to help them improve that manuscript, as you know. So, uh, so exactly. a long time. Probably so, a good twenty-five years. 
So between the two of us, the two of us, we are kissing over six decades. Yeah. <laughs> six <laughs> decades. Oh my God. Yeah, so, all right. Well, it matches my uh, silver hair. <laughs> we have. Yeah, I got all some right. little silver streaks in there myself. Uh, well, I'm no longer chemically dependent. I just let that go. All right. So <laughs> let's just jump into this. So in your experience, you know, what are, what are the things that an author really needs? That writer that transitions to becoming an author, what do they really need to become successful? Well, I think the uh, most aspiring authors think that they need just a good idea and writing skill. And while you do need a good idea and writing skill, that is not all you need. To really succeed as an author today, you need to be a good business partner or a good business person. You also need to have the right attitude. So no matter how you publish, you really need to have business savvy because today, in order to sell books, which means to get your books read, really, because if they're not selling, they're not getting read. So to sell books, we have to know how to make that happen. We need to know how to get them in our readers' hands. And if you go the traditional publishing route, a publisher is looking for someone who has the ability to get books in readers' hands. And if you self-publish, you're the publisher. And so you have to be looking at yourself and evaluating whether you can do that. So, you know, all this talk about author platform and book promotion, um, these go hand in hand. Your author platform is what you need um, before your book is released in order to actually have someone to sell books to in your target market. So, so you, you need to be building all of this, and it requires some business savvy to do social networking and know how to promote well and how to do it in a way that isn't spammy and... And all of this. Not only that, um, when you, uh, let's use the traditional publishing model first. If you want to be traditionally published, what you have to understand from a business perspective is that what you are doing is you are actually going to a, a publisher and asking them to be your venture capital partner. It's like a startup. You are saying, I have a product I want to bring to market, an idea. Really, all it is is an idea at that point, an idea for a product. And your product is the book. And you're saying, would you fund this? Would you back this financially and bring it to market? Will you produce it, manufacture it, and distribute it for me? And they look at you, the publisher looks at you then as the aspiring author and says, are you a good business partner for us? Can you write, you know, can you produce the manuscript, the product that we will then manufacture? And not only that, can you help us sell it? Will you be willing to, uh, to build that author platform and to promote the book? And not only that, will you be willing to write a second book so that we're not investing in something that's a one-shot deal? So you have to be able to put together a business plan for the publisher that shows that there's a market for this book and that it's unique and necessary in the category where it will be placed and show them how you're going to promote this book, all while demonstrating that it's a good idea, right? So Mm -hmm. that is your book proposal. The business plan for a book is a book proposal. Yeah. You know, I and, and I'm Nina. I have to ask you, why do? Because I get this all the time. 
I, I, you know, I, I, I tell authors, I don't care if you're going to uh, publish traditionally, if that's your game plan, or you're going to take it on yourself. You have got to have the marketing moxie, and you have got to have the, the, the business side of it to get that you're moving a product, and you are going to be the mover. It doesn't matter what vehicle you use. Why do you think that there's such resistance in embracing that? Because writers think they're just creatives, and that's all they want to be. They just want to write. And I get it. You know, I would prefer to just write. But that is not how we succeed as writers. But that is where they're stuck. I really think, you know, I speak at so many conferences, there is always someone who raises their hand, typically sitting at the back of the room. <laughs> they raise yeah. their hand and they whine. Why do I have to build a platform and promote? All I want to do is write. And I think that's it. I think that is the problem. And we, we can't, you can be creative and still be a good business person. As a matter of fact, this business plan is how you craft the most marketable book you can write, which means it is going to sell and get in more people's hands and be read. And it's a creative process. It is the process of crafting the best book you could write. And if you self-publish, you need a business plan, too, because you're the one putting your money and time into this book. And you have to be the one who is, you have to act as the acquisitions editor who determines whether this book is worth bringing to market. And so it's necessary for all of us to do this, no matter how we publish, and we have to be, get beyond this mindset. And that brings me to that last point that I was going to make about attitude, Judith. And mm-hmm. that is that we have to have what I call an author attitude. And it consists of four characteristics. Willingness, optimism, objectivity, and tenacity. Willingness is the first one because we have to be willing to get beyond this idea that we are just creative writers who only write. We have to be willing to, to do the other things that are necessary to succeed if we want to succeed with the definition that the publishing industry gives us of success, which is to sell books, right? I mean, right. maybe you're writing a book to, as you know, legacy to just leave behind or um, just for your family and friends. That's a different story. But if you want to succeed by the definition the publishing industry gives us, which is to sell a lot of books, then you must be willing to build author platform and promote and do your business plans and, and all of those things. Plus, you have to be willing to work with coaches and editors and get feedback and listen to that feedback and apply it and be willing to put yourself out there and possibly get rejected and all those other things. There's a ton of willingness involved. Um, willingness to take on other tasks. If you self-publish, you better be willing to be a publisher and to manage a team. But there's tons of willingness. Um, optimism. Optimism. Uh, what happens for a lot of people is they get stuck in their negativity. They feel that they, um, you know, they, they get rejection and they start getting down on themselves and they don't think they can do it. Um, there are studies that show that people who are optimistic uh, do, uh, succeed more often than people who are negative uh, because people who are negative take rejection and things like that personally and they feel that uh, they can't... Um, so a rejection is a comment on themselves and their work, in such a, in, and it's uh, something inherently wrong with them and their work that they can't fix. That's how they see it. And so they're stuck. They can't fix it. 
an optimistic person takes a rejection or criticism of their work or of themselves and says, this is not inherently about me. It's, it's something that is just a challenge for me to overcome, and I will overcome it, and I will fix it and make it better. And they go on. They meet the challenge. So you have to be optimistic because there are many reasons <laughs> to get you know, down on yourself and be negative as you're trying to succeed. All right. The so object- before, we, well, before we jump in and to the third, the third and fourth point, I mean, we're going to have to take a quick break here. But okay. I, I, I think that when that optimism is is so critical, my God, if you don't believe in what you're doing, and if you're not willing to put the energy and the time, the commitment, the money behind it, you're going to sink really fast. That's my oh, experience. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So with me, this is Judith Bryles. Uh, Nina Mir is with us, and we are talking about how to be freaking successful as an author today. We'll be right back. <laughs> is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106-DESIGN. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at authoru.org. follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. 
With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So we were going through the four, and not just tips, the four components of the um, characteristics for building the author attitude with Nina Muir. But what we're really talking about, essential components, you know, they're, they're not just characteristics. These are essential. Wouldn't you say, Nina? Oh, yeah. I think these are. But they, without these, I think uh, it's very difficult to succeed as an author. All right. So we, we hit number one and two, which were? Willingness and optimism. Okay, willingness and, and optimism. We're on to objectivity and tenacity, which, by the way, this spells the word woot, like in Arsenio <laughs> Hall. So you should be able to put your fist up and say woot, 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 if you have all four of these, because you're going to succeed. Mm-hmm. But so let's go on to objectivity. Uh, there are a lot, of reason, a lot of opportunities to be objective as you become an author. You know, we talked about um, working with an editor briefly. Um, so when somebody edits your work uh, or you get a response from an agent, uh, anything like that, you know, you have to be objective and, and hear what's being said or, or be able to read what's been written to you with, an, with some objectivity and actually take it in and see whether the advice or the criticism is, is worth putting to use. You can't just say, oh, they're stupid and sloth it off because that's not how we improve. So mm-hmm. there are lots of opportunities like that when we get reviews of our books, um, you know, where we really need to be objective. But more than that, we need to learn to be objective in the sense of putting ourselves in the shoes of someone who would actually evaluate the marketability of a book idea. And that is an acquisitions editor at a publishing house, the person who actually acquires manuscripts. So whether you self well, let me put it this way, if you self-publish, you are the acquisitions editor. Yes, it's your idea, but you have to decide whether that idea is marketable, so you evaluate it. If you go with a traditional publishing house, I want you to actually have developed that, that type of objectivity before you ever submit to a publishing house or to an, a, an agent. So this is the objectivity you need. To, you need to be able to see through their eyes um, whether your book is marketable. And that's where that business plan comes in again, because that's what you're using. That's what they use is a book proposal or a business plan, and that's what you're going to use to evaluate your idea. So that's the objectivity part is to learn to see through their eyes. And last is tenacity. That's the T in Woot. And we need tenacity because becoming an author can, for some people, be a long road to hoe. Uh, You know, if we... We have to go through editing. We have to go through, write, of course, writing first. 
Uh, so writing, editing, uh, your design process. If we're submitting to traditional publishers, there's the querying process to get an agent and um, then getting the, the contract. There's just a lot that goes on. And if you're not tenacious, if you're not determined to do this no matter what, if you don't have the attitude of, you know, I refuse to give up, then you're going to have a hard time succeeding because you're, you're going to get frustrated and, and, and you will give up. And so we don't want that to happen. So that's it. The author attitude is willingness, optimism, objectivity, and tenacity. Woot. Mm-hmm. You know, I really thought, I mean, I I came from traditional publishing, 18 of my, but 34 books were done through New York. And that when I think about, um, and, and I started back in the early 80s, so where they really took more care of an author than they, far more do, than they do today. And, and, and I really kind of enjoyed that process and, and all that. And your books had, they would hang in with you for a few months before they kind of threw in the towel. Today, they throw in the towel much quicker on an author if it doesn't have that traction uh, that you're not out there pushing and moving it and buys are not coming in and they can't measure it. So what what I really love about the indie market of publishing today is that you can keep a book going for a long time, even if it doesn't come out the gate with roaring sales you can relaunch, you can re-roll it, you can retweak it, you can cre- keep that woot factor going far longer on your own if you're committed to it. But that, and that's where the, that T comes into play. You've got to have the tenacity to do that. Yes, you do. And you it's do. work. It's, it's, everyone, it's a lot of work. If, if, if you want book sales. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't care, well, it's another issue. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and then that's what we call, uh, Nina and I will call, oh, so you want a legacy book. You want a book for your family and friends or just something that you get these things down and you're kind of done. And which is also, by the way, okay, if that's your objective, if that's your objective. But if your objective is to be successful and to really make a mark and have your words connect and carry any and everywhere, if at all possible, you're going to have to create the woot factor very quickly in your game plan. Right. That's where I come from. Right. I agree. On that. All right. So that that um, in in looking at uh, you know your let, let's say uh, Nina, do you do you work with authors after their books are out and maybe they need to regroup, refix them, um, do a makeover? Do you, you, do you come across many of those? Itself? No. Uh, let's say let's well, let's. I'm going to talk about. A, I'm going to shift gears here really quick um, on a repurpose. I, I see a lot of books um, that that maybe have been out for. A, a decade, or maybe they were written a long time ago, and they had their day, and and you come back to them um, and relook at it again. Uh, the authors who I work with um, who want to do that, yes, yes, I do work with some who who want to do that. Typically, what I do with them because uh, you know, the book's already done, it's already published, and and unlike you, I'm not usually hand holding through the self publishing process. Um, I'm more working with them on a manuscript uh, and getting the book written, um, Mm -hmm. or I'm working with them on blogging a book or something like that. Um, And with author coaching, I work on building platform and branding and career plans and business plans and all of that. Mm -hmm. But if they come to me with a book that is already done and has been out for a while and they want to 
kind of um, re-energize it or rebrand, then I will look to how can we uh, how can, can we rebrand? How can we uh, start a new promotion plan? Usually with a blog. Typically, these books have been out for a while, and these authors have not been blogging. They don't have an online presence, and so I will go in that direction um, with most of these. You know, how can we really get you um, some visibility online? And, uh, you know, get, get things moving for you so that you, I mean, I work primarily with nonfiction authors, although I work with some novelists as well. Um, you know, how can we get you, um, that, ex- that, that authority online, that, uh, that expert status so that people are coming to you for what they, they need and finding your book? Mm-hmm. And when you're, if you're looking at social, because we're, we're, we're diving into social media right now here with the blogging thing, is blogging where they should start first or should they be kissing other varieties? Now, the first place to start is the blog. Um, I talk about it in terms of a satellite and station method. Um, if you think about um, like a um, radio station, it would have, um, you know, the main station, which is you know, on the ground, right? And it's your main station where you're broadcasting your message. And that, you know, you should consider that like your blog. A blog is a website. It's your home in cyberspace. And um, every author needs to have a home on the Internet and so, where they're broadcasting their message. And so that is your blog. And from your blog, you are then sharing that message via satellites, right? So the radio station is broadcasting out the satellites, which are sending the message other places. Um, or think of it like a TV station. And the, um, the satellites are the social networks. The thing with the the social networks is you don't own them. You don't want to have all your eggs in those baskets because if a social network goes away, then everything you built there goes away with it. But your website, your blog is yours. You own it. I do not recommend free ones. I recommend that you pay for hosting and you create a site of your own. You buy the URL. You buy hosting. You set up a website, and um, that's where you blog because you can build a mailing list there, which is your most important platform element, and you can build a subscriber list. And, uh, and as you blog, your website, your blog, is going to become more and more discoverable, and, which means it's going to rise up in the search engine results pages. And so as that happens, people are just going to find you organically when they search for something related to your topic. But also, it's that content you're producing on your blog, those blog posts, that you want to be sharing to the social network, your great content, on a regular and consistent basis. That's what you want to be sharing primarily. Then, of course, you want to be curating good content from other people, other experts in your area, and then, of course, being social. But that that's how I how I recommend you you do your social networking, that it all starts with your own blog. Well, I'm a big believer in blogs. I mean, I I have multiple. I have both the Author You blog and I have the Book Shepherd blog. And and, and things pop up, for example, that some of our listeners may not know, but they they will hear, you know, if if they don't know now, they will know. Uh, Dan Pointer died this week. 
Oh, and I did Dan, not know that. Well, yeah, I did two blogs on it. I put one out yesterday on the author you and one on the book shepherd. Don, Dan was a 30-year friend, long, long time friend of mine. I've uh, been doing that and I knew it was eminent and they had kept me in touch and, and I knew what was going on because one of the things that we did, um, well, but you know what? We're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about Dan. But a lot, lots happens, but, but uh, blogging, let me just... Right back to, to Nina. Blogging's critical. Do it. We'll come back with more. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. My guest today is Nina Amir. She is a book coach. She is a blogging coach. She is the author of How to Blog a Book, which I love that title. 
and the author training manual. And she really is known as an inspiration uh, to creation coach to really get the book out of you to be the best book that it can be. So we were talking about that, and I actually alluded to the fact, so let me finish up on this, that Dan Pointer, the godfather of self-publishing, died on Sunday, and that one of the things that we have offered, you need to reach out to me because we had a special link for it, but we offered everyone who were followers of Dan a free six-month membership to the authoru.org group. You need a special link for that. So if you are interested in taking advantage of the free six months because of your connection with Dan, he wanted to make sure that all his followers and supporters had the ability to continue a topical, current, and supportive publishing information that we, you know, dream this up. Um, you know, during the summer, because Dan was, we knew he was on the decline and transitioning out, and he would no longer be doing his uh, publishing pointers, so that you would get our quarterly easing plus a lot of other information. So, if you're interested, if you will just email um, office at author you dot org office at author you dot org and just say you could put dan pointer in the subject line and we know what you're after and we'll get you the link to take care of it okay so transition back segue to the different components and we we're talking about blogging and the essential and i put down in my notes it's blogging is the cornerstone of what you're looking for and what you need uh, is, to but, mm-hmm. go ahead i'm sorry no, go ahead. I was just going to add, though, the people that, that one of the complaints I hear the most often about blogging is that it takes you away from your writing. And, you know, you mentioned my book, How to Blog a Book. And um, the, 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 <laughs> the thing that people uh, fail to see is that you actually can turn your blog into a book production machine. It does not have to take you away from writing your book, especially if you are a nonfiction author. For the nonfiction author, your blog really can be a place where you try out ideas, where you can publish the first draft of the majority of your book, maybe um, minus about 20% of it. Um, but uh, you can be churning out books there, especially ebooks. If you want to be an ebook author, very easy to churn out ebooks. You, you cannot use the Kindle Select program to, if you do this, but um, because you don't want to be taking content down off your blog, and they would require that. But you can use the Kindle program. And so you can churn out ebooks. I do it all the time. Um, many of the ebooks I'm producing now are being produced on my blog um, so that I do not have to, um, you know, do two things. I'm, I'm writing and promoting all at the same time on my blog. And uh, uh, the success of How to Blog a Book, which, you know, was an Amazon bestseller for three years, and um, the second edition came, was, came out, um, you know, I got the contract for that two years after the book was originally published, and it has been an Amazon bestseller since it's, the second edition was released. Um, you know, just, that just proves what a great idea that is to actually be writing a book on your blog. Well, you know, one of one of my authors actually did a 30-day deal to see, number one, if she could do that commitment to get it through. And she blogged every day for 30 days. And she was able to pull so much of that over into her full-blown book. So I, I look at it as a precursor in a lot of ways. 
Right. Yeah. You just want to be sure. I mean, blogging a book is not actually writing the full chapter on your blog. So that's yes. the main point I would make. Is yeah. you're writing, yeah. you know, for a nonfiction author, you're taking a chapter and you're breaking it down into, let's say, subheadings, right? And mm-hmm. each one of those subheadings could be a blog post. Or maybe, you know, there are several blog posts in that area of the manuscript that is a subheading. It just depends. Because a, mm-hmm. a blog post is only typically about, you know, it has to be at least 300 words for Google to catalog it, but it shouldn't be much more than 750 words. Well, and, and, and people are looking for short. You know, short is powerful. <laughs> you know, it's, it's I think, you know, I tell people short is the new black. And yeah. that, you know, I was talking to someone who came to one of my uh, coaching workshops that I do once a month on Saturday mornings. And she said, I'm, well, I've got 600,000 words. And I said, gag me. No one is going to read 600,000. Well, some people will, but very few are going to be going to that. You need to go into what I call ruthless editing at this point. Stop. Right. Right. I mean, that, if, if you want to make that into a blog post, you know, that is easily um, a minimum of six blog posts. So just really move into that. Well, 600,000 words is a lot more than oh, six. Oh, 600,000. I'm six, sorry. N- I yeah, you said six thousand. No, no, six hundred thousand. Oh that's why I. Yeah, that's why I said gag me. <laughs> yeah, that, nobody even wants to read a book that long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but, you know, and, and in fact, you know what I did? I said, "Do you want to see what six hundred thousand words look like?" I went and got six books and put them together, and I said, "This is how thick you are talking." You're going to break their hands. Nobody cares about that. Nobody. You know, and a publishing house doesn't. Um, I mean, at least for nonfiction, you know, fifty thousand words is enough because the majority of people don't want to read more than that. And plus, a publisher doesn't want to pay that much money because they don't know if anybody's going to buy it. Yep. They don't want a big book because it costs more to produce. And, and that's the truth. You know, it takes more glue, it takes more paper, it takes more printing. I mean, it, you're right. They are looking to cut. They're, they're cutting back everywhere. All right. So if you were going to, in, in, in creating this, bo- what you're, you call the, the blog book production machine, that um, so, so you're talking about no more than 750 words in a blog, anywhere from three to 750. And why don't you expand a little bit more, Nina, because a lot of people don't understand about the Google and the indexing, what they're looking for in words um, when when they're piecing over. I mean, I think that may be new information to a lot of our listeners. Okay. So, so what happens when the reason blog blogs are so powerful is because every time you post, you publish a blog post, Google comes along and catalogs it. They scan through it. The, the bots or callers, these computerized programs, come along and they scan it. But they only do that if you have at least 300 words. So you have to write 300 words to get the benefit of blogging. So, And it doesn't work very well if you only blog once a month or once every two weeks. Really, you need to be blogging on a very regular and consistent basis. I usually say twice a week at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're new to blogging, the more you blog, the better, because every time you publish a blog post of 300 words, so let's say 500 words, so this, you know, if you're a writer, this is not a lot of content. You just, you're just going to churn this out. And um, when you do that and you publish it, Google comes along and scans through it and 
decides what you wrote about. That's where these keywords come in. But what you really just need to know is that keywords are search terms. So if you know what you wrote about and your title has a search term in it, so let's say you wrote about dog training. If dog training is in your title and it's in the first paragraph of your of your blog post and it's somewhere in a subheading and you used it maybe one other place in your content, Google's going to scan it and go, okay, this is about dog training. And the more often you write about dog training and you Google scans your stuff and catalogs and indexes it, the higher up in the search engine results pages you are going to show up. So that means that when somebody searches for dog training tips or information on dog training, your site, which is about dog training, is going to come up on that first Google page because you're writing often and consistently on that topic. And so that's how this all works, is you want to be very focused in how you're blogging and on what topic or topics, and you want to be doing it consistently so that Google can catalog your or index your information, you know, your posts, and you become what we call more discoverable. So somebody can find you more easily when they're searching for information on, on a search engine like Google. And, and that's that's just so critical. I mean, twice a week, I actually support that. And and sometimes, when there's something unusual happens or critical that you think would be important to your building followers, do a special blog on it. Very quick. It's it's like what I did um, earlier in the week when my friend Dan Pointer died. I did a special blog on top of my regular blog that goes out every Tuesday and every uh, Thursday. I, I just did it special because it warranted it. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, and I, I'm a big advocate of having a schedule. Um, I don't have a problem with doing a special blog post when something, you know, warrants mm-hmm. that for sure. Mm-hmm. But have a schedule and stick to it. You know, if you're going to blog Tuesday and Thursday, then you, you publish something every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, know, but do it. To schedule yeah, but, it. Yep. With 300 words or more, 300 yeah. to 750 words. So keep yeah, that in mind. I, don't, I try not to go over a thousand words because I don't think anybody wants to read it. I think that, you know, if okay. you get to 750, it's funny. All right. More, more with Nina Amir. We have one more quick break. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. I'm Judith Riles. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303-288-8888. 
303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Oh, you know, I love it that our shows go so fast, and sometimes I hate it that they go so fast because <laughs> there's so much information and uh, the gems. And, and, and Nina Amir has really dropped in a ton of gems for us um, in writing and, and the essentials of blogging and wooting. And really, we're talking about being successful. And not only as a writer, but as an author. And it all ties into that long term. This is not something you're going to do, oh, you know, this month I'll be a writer and author and never get to come back to it. So one of the things that happens in November is the National Write a, a Novel Month. And people just think November is for fiction. Well, no, 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 no. Don't think that way. Nina has created a whole separate event for the nonfiction writers. So I wanted her to make sure she dives into it because we'll get into some of those elements that where you really can create a decent draft within one month of a nonfiction book. So Nina, give us the essentials here for the National Nonfiction Writing Month. Okay. So yeah, so it is the National Nonfiction Writing Month that um, is more commonly called Write Nonfiction in the the Write Nonfiction in November Challenge. Because um, it is a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. to start and to finish a work of nonfiction in a month. That can be anything. It can be an ebook, an essay, an article, a full-length book. Um, some people even work on query letters um, and book proposals uh, because it's related to nonfic- you know, getting your nonfiction published. You, um, you know what? Let me just say this. Book proposals can sometimes take more work to really fine-tune than doing a fast draft on a book. Because I always say it takes longer to do well, a book proposal than it does to write a book. Me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
once you have that book proposal done, you can write your book fast. <laughs> Seriously. Right. So, yeah, I totally agree. So, anyway, um, yeah, and, and just so people know, there's actually a lot of writing that goes on in November, not just fiction and nonfiction. <clears throat> there's uh, poetry and blogging and all kinds of things that are happening in November. Matter of fact, a few years back, um, I put out a press release saying that I declared November National Writing Month. And somebody recently said, oh, it's National Writing Month. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I said that a while back. Mm. Anyway, as far as um, my challenge, <clears throat> it's a very simple, like I said, it's, it's just a, a challenge to start and finish a work of nonfiction in a month. Um, I have a forum and a Facebook page um, that you can join. Uh, the Facebook page is just called Write Nonfiction in November. It's easy to find. And you can find the, um, the forum. You can register for the forum by going to nationalnonfictionwritingmonth.com and, uh, and then just uh, click on the register uh, tab. Um, or, or look for the information that says this is how you register, and you'll click through, and you just register, and it gets you into the forum. Um, there's also a ton of action that happens on the blog. I, I used to have 30 blog posts um, during the course of November for people to read so that they could be learning about writing, publishing, promoting, and monetizing their nonfiction work. Uh, this year, for the first time, I have decided to do two posts a week. One is a video interview with, with an expert, and the other post, um, uh, the first of which is up today, is actually uh, a roundup of tips on a, on a topic, such as writing, uh, publishing, promoting, or monetizing your work. So um, still getting a ton of expert information for people, but li- leaving them more time to write, Judith, <laughs> rather than to be on my blog. Uh, exactly. So that's, that's the gist of what happens. During um, during the month, and, and I do contests and things like that for, for the mm-hmm. for the participants. Mm-hmm. And what and, and what kind of contest? So, so when they're done, walk me through. It. Let's say someone enters in to it and they get it done. What I mean, you've got if they've entered in and they're on your forum, you can reach out and connect with them. Is that correct? Yeah. So in the forum, they can find accountability partners. They can be stating their intentions, and they're they can be. Um, putting in, you know, what they accomplished that day or, you know, anything like that, finding people to meet up with. Um, but the contests are not, as I said, this is a challenge. It's a personal challenge, um, not a contest per se, um, because I believe, as I said, that writing and becoming successful has to do a lot, has to do with tenacity and, and your attitude. And so I don't want them to be stuck on the word count or on anything other than um, what they personally are achieving, what they set out to achieve and whether they achieve it. The contests are to make it fun. And so, you know, like last week, it's mostly about commenting on, the, you know, there'll be the blog post with all the tips, and, um, and I ask them to go there and comment and maybe add to their own tips so that we're always adding more information for everybody. And so last week um, I had released a brand-new book in my series, The Right Nonfiction Now Guides, and this one too, was to writing article, writing and publishing articles, and so two people won copies to the to the new book. And this week, again, I asked people to comment on the blog post. Um, um, you know, specifically, I ask a question. You know, please please leave information about such and such, and um, the two people will win a copy to my um, write nonfiction now guide to writing a book in thirty days. So it's things like that, you know, and they might win an Amazon gift certificate or you know something else. So it's it's this is more just about 
um, getting them to read the information as well, to learn, to stay inspired, and yeah. But the, but it's not a contest per se, and you know, it's a personal challenge. All right. So for them, for anyone to register, let's let's kind of give them the website. They're going to go to writeonnonfictionnow.com. Yes, but if they and then there's a tab at the top that says write nonfiction in November. But it's much easier to just go to write non. Uh, I'm sorry, national nonfictionwritingmonth.com. That will take them directly to the page that says what it is, and there's a link there to register and all of that. All right, so that's what you want to do. If, if you want to get into the challenge, <laughs> right? So repeat mm-hmm. it one more time, Nina. Take the challenge. Take, yeah, the, challenge. Want, in, take the challenge. Jump in. Take the challenge. You will yep. go to nationalnonfictionwritingmonth.com. All right, so it's a, it's a mouthful, but national nonfictionwritingmonth.com. And uh, even if you don't jump in uh, into it, maybe it's not this year, maybe next year you do it. This is something you want to bookmark. There's a lot of great information here, and you can come back and look it over. And and, and Nina's a great resource uh, for you. And and I would encourage you to sign up for her blogs because there's always something good and new coming along because both she and I believe that the way you succeed in this is you keep keep up to date, you educate yourself, and, and you don't become so myopic that you're thinking that yours is the only, you know, that, Everyone's going to want your book because we'll both tell you, no, not everyone's going to want your book. I mean, that's one of the great fallacies. I'm always amazed when I ask people who their book's for. Oh, it's for everybody. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, it's not. All right, so some, some, maybe some last-minute tips here that how can they become a more productive writer, especially if they're going to be taking the challenge. What can they do, Nina, to become more productive and accelerate? yeah, the main thing is to um, is to to get very focused. You know, people are always talking about um, I don't have time, life gets in my way. Uh, you know, it's it's I, I just don't get the writing done. Um, writing is a habit. You know, we always talk about that. The writers write, uh, but sometimes it can be difficult. And so we want to develop the habit of focusing attention. We can't manage time. Okay, you know, people talk, I need to manage my time better. No, you may need to manage your attention. I talk about this a lot in high-performance coaching, is that you need to manage your attention. So really get rid of all the distractions, like the Internet, and just focus your attention on the project at hand, which is your writing, especially in a 30-day writing, you know, challenge. You want to mm-hmm. be focused on getting that word count done or whatever it is, you know, how many, whatever number of pages or get the chapter done. And that's all you're focused on. So really learn to focus your attention when you sit down to write, that that is all you're doing. Um, If you need help um, developing the habit of writing um, all year long, blogging is a great way to do that because you're writing on a schedule and you have a deadline. Every week there are deadlines for your blog posts. Uh, I also like the deadline of of these challenges that happen in November. there's a certain amount of words you really do need to produce if you're going to write a 50,000-word novel or a 50,000-word nonfiction Mm -hmm. book. You have to produce 1,600 or so words per day. Mm -hmm. Um, So these kind of things make you more productive when you know I have to do this. This is what I have to get done. So that's clarity. Another high-performance trick is clarity, having real clarity about what you have to accomplish. 
And 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 that is actually one of my staff members is doing the fiction side. You know, he's signed up. He's ready to go. He writes horror, so he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that is that that's the clarity and and the schedule and have to do it. So you know, as I said, that if this maybe this year isn't the year you do that, or maybe you've just finished something and you're breathing, but plan on you know setting up for next year. Just calendar it right now. Get ready. Well, yeah, and it doesn't have to be November. Maybe it's December for you or January. Or maybe you do it once a week. You have, you know, a day that is your writing day. And that's, you know, you have a challenge once a week to produce, you know, 5,000 words in that day or whatever it is. But keep in mind that there are other habits that, that make you more productive, like um, eating well, sleeping enough taking frequent breaks. Don't sit at your desk for three hours. Take a break every hour. Um, get up and move and breathe. Um, you know, these are, these are all things that help. Um, again, this is, these are high-performance concepts that I talk about a lot. It has to do not just with sitting there, you know, button chair, hands on keyboard, typing. It has to do with keeping your brain vibrant and um, awake and keeping your body vibrant and awake and energetic. You have to have the energy for this. All right. So with that, we're going to have to de-energize now. (laughs) We're at the end of the show. So I'm going to encourage everyone, make sure you go to the National Nonfiction Writing um, Month.com and check out what's going on. Sign up for Nina's blogs. Participate. But really, anyone can be successful here, I believe, well, majority in writing, but you just have to commit, have clarity, and do it. Do it. This is Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be with you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each